Hi, this is Bill Woods, and I want to talk to you today about what's going on in our world. I know a lot of you have been watching the, the turmoil that's going on and wondering, you know, does this have anything to do with prophecy? And so I thought, well, I would talk to you today about what will happen at the end of the age. Reading from Daniel chapter 12, 6 through 9, it said, And someone said to the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen, who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and swore by him who lives forever that it would be for a time, times and a half a time, and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard, but I did not understand. Then I said, O oh my Lord, what shall be the outcome of these things? He said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are shut up and sealed until the time of the end. You know, we're living in very exciting times. It's a very unique time to be alive. We are witnessing fulfillment of prophecies that were written thousands of years ago. It's marvelous to see and hear things happening right now that God revealed to Daniel, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, John, and others thousands of years ago. It's, too, it's not too hard to understand why Daniel or John couldn't comprehend many things that God showed them at that time. For instance, how would a man living in 200 B.C. describe a modern car or a diesel truck or an airplane? They had no vocabulary for what they were seeing. Read the New Testament and see if you understand them today. Check today's headlines and see if you will understand even more. The first thing we see is there's going to be a great falling away in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 12. It says, Let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now, so that he may be revealed in his time, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders, with all wicked deception for these who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, there are two things that must happen before Jesus can come back to set up his kingdom. The first thing is there'll be rebellion against God. It'll be a church falling away. Uh, second, the Antichrist, or the man of rebellion, must be ready to come. There's never been a time when Christ's church has been more lax and more rebellious than today. Certainly, we're living in the generation of the church of the Laodicean. Revelation chapter 3, 14 through 18 says, And to the angel of the church of Laodicea write, 
the words of the amen and faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation, I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot. Would that you are either cold or hot, so because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich, and white garments so that you may clothe yourself, and shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. The church of the 21st century is anemic, powerless, selfish, and self-centered. We've grown comfortable with sin. We even justify our right to sin. We want everyone to be comfortable and not disturb anyone's sense of well-being. We hear preach love. Love has become our trademark. The almighty dollar, not souls, has become our bottom line. We're more interested in gadgets and comforts and possessions and luxury than we are in reaching lost souls. Really, you know, they're such a bother. Churches and ministries are huge businesses unto themselves. Somehow we have forgotten kingdom business. The average church has forced Jesus Christ out and don't even miss him. He's now standing on the outside wanting to come in. Revelation 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. You know, unless we let him run the church, we're in real trouble. Most churches have fallen hook, line, and sinker for the New Age propaganda, the woke garbage being pumped out today. The average church is ready to fall in line with a one-world religion and a world religion, one-world religious leader who offers easy answers. I believe the Antichrist is in the world today, but he won't be revealed until after the rapture, which I believe is very soon. The reason he's not revealed today is found in 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 8. It says, Let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now so that he may be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. Today, the Holy Spirit and the true church are restraining Satan from revealing his Antichrist. Listen. If you've not made a commitment to Christ, you'll find it hard to resist Antichrist pressures when you're left behind at the rapture. I pray that doesn't happen to you. If you lack the gumption to live for Christ now, why do you think you'd have the guts to stand for him when then when the pressures will really be on? It says there must be a falling away, and Antichrist must appear, and it's all happening now. So I say, wake up, can't you?
The second thing that will happen at the end of the age is revival of the Jewish nation. The nation of Israel is a miracle of God. They were completely wiped out in A.D. 70. They ceased to exist. Six million Jews were slaughtered during World War II by Nazi Germany. It looked like there wouldn't even be a remnant left. Jews that survived were so broken and beaten that they should never have recovered. But in 1948, the nation of Israel was resurrected and revived. Only God could work such a miracle. He said it would happen, and it did. In 1967, the Jews recaptured Jerusalem in the Three-Day War with the Arab nations. In 1990, they gained access to the temple grounds and the Wailing Wall. Today, Israel is stronger than ever, despite all the persecution. They're a key voice among the world powers. Only God could take a little dead country and make it a world power, and he did it because he said he would says that we'll be in perilous times. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 13 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and catch, capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived." It sounds like reading the newspaper today or, or watching a news broadcast. And that's exactly why the world is in the mess we're in. Listen again. For understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. How sick is a society that condones killing babies for convenience? 
How sick is a nation that has sexual promiscuity wholesale, hetero and homo? The idea is, is if it feels good, do it. We see drugs out of the control, racial tensions, lying, cheating, on and on. We're living in a society where anything goes and it's going to get worse. Because of the New Age teachings on reincarnation, life has become cheap. Abortion, mercy killing, assisted suicide, even killing you and me if we become a problem. You see, your life is no more precious to them than anyone else's. They just don't want you to get in the way or speak up in opposition to what they're doing. The day is coming when Christians will lay their lives on the line for their convictions. It's already happening in Arab nations and nations that uh, are, are atheistic around the world. Matthew 24, 9 says, And they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Truly, these are perilous times, and I'm afraid it's just beginning. The number four, rejection of sound scriptural truth. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Man, what a description of today. Seminary professors today aren't teaching the Word of God. 75% of the seminary students reject the virgin birth and the second coming. Most feel that the Bible contains errors and that truth can be gleaned from the Koran and other religious books as well. And pussyfooting preachers are afraid to preach the truth from their pulpits. They're little more than paid hirelings and are afraid to tell people of their sins. I'll tell you what, this old preacher never has been for sale in the past, and he's not for sale today. And I want you to know I, I'll endorse my pastor, Nathan Heller, who isn't for sale either. Praise God. You want to hear a church or a service that has the, the Word of God, go to Nathan Heller at the First Baptist Church in Holbrook. He will preach it like it is. Liberal denominations are, ordain, are ordaining homosexuals, witches, all kinds of wicked people. Years back, Christianity Today ran an article pro-witchcraft claiming witches, pagans, were just misunderstood and the church should be more open to what they have to offer. Well, I canceled my subscription. Today, people won't endure sound doctrine. They won't have it. Satan is having a heyday. He's pumped theology and churches full of lies and confusion. New Age, woke, saying preach love, don't talk about hell, make everybody feel good, kind of like Joel Osteen does. He's got thousands and thousands of people following him, and he refuses to talk about sin or the consequences of sin. He just wants you to feel good and feel like God loves you. 
God help us to wake up and help us not to have to listen to those kind of pastors. We want to hear the truth. Then number four, the earth is filling up with rich men. James chapter 5, 1 through 3, Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and your corrosion will be evidenced against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You've laid up treasures in the last days. Wealth now is the national god. America has 614 billionaires and 20.27 million millionaires. Global wealth is the most important thing. That This comes from a report uh, of uh, global wealth on June the 2nd, 2022. People heap treasures together for the last days. What a waste. The treasures they devote their lives to gathering and storing them won't be there when it really gets rough. We're on our way to a one-world digital currency which will require a spatial mark to buy or sell. The government will control how we spend money. Revelation chapter 13 verses 15 and 16 says, And it was allowed to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast might even speak and might cause those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. Also, it causes both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark. That is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is 666. Uh, would you listen to some advice? Lay more treasures up in heaven and less here on earth, because your treasure will be there when you want it in heaven. Matthew six nineteen and 20 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. You know, more people are trying to get rich today and making it than ever before. But they're sticking their wealth in bags with holes. Their wealth could disappear overnight, like Venezuela's money was devalued by 95% overnight. The people thought they were pretty comfortable and had it made, and all of a sudden found out they were broke. The government and the world bankers are talking of the Great Reset, which would wipe out the value of our money. People ask, why doesn't God do something to right the wrongs for his people? Well, Number six is the bundling of the tares. Matthew thirteen thirty, Let both grow together until the harvest. At the harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. God doesn't forget. He'll take care of the problem, and it will be done thoroughly and right when he does. Gathering tares into bundles for burning doesn't imply immediate judgment. God knows exactly what's happening, and he will have the last word. God is still in charge. Then it says there'll be great signs in the heavens. In Luke chapter 21, 
25 through 28, there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing nigh. Today, weather patterns are changing. We have El Nino and La Nina, and we are having massive hurricanes and tornadoes. We're having rain and, and flooding in Florida. We're having drought in the Northwest and Arizona. Cause, all these things are caused by God. It, it's not by people polluting the atmosphere. It's not by global warming or, or uh, any of that kind of stuff. It's climate change. God is doing this to wake us up, and I hope that you wake up. Today, there are great earthquakes around the world. Did you know that when Jesus said this prophecy that there would be earthquakes, there's only about one major earthquake per century? And now on the seismograph scales, there's, there's earthquakes almost every minute someplace in the world today. Today, heart disease is one of the leading killers. With all these forecasted signs taking place, isn't it time for you to make things right with God? Shouldn't you learn the parable of the fig tree? Shouldn't you lift up your heads and look to Jesus because your salvation is drawing near? Let's pray. Dear God, I pray that you'll help people that are listening to this that don't know you as their personal Savior to take these warnings and, and use them to turn their lives to you. Help them to repent of their sins, not just pray until they feel good, but to really repent and ask you for forgiveness and to come into their life. And I pray, God, you'll help Christians to wake up and begin to realize where times we're living in. We don't have time to sit on our hands we need to get out and win people to Jesus Christ because it's not very long until it's going to be too late. Help us, Lord, to wake up, I pray. Make us a blessing to others as we take your message of salvation to them, we pray. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you. I hope that you're paying attention to what's going on, and I hope you're reading your Bible and seeing the signs that God told us to watch for. And I want you to know, if you want to get in contact with me, you can through my, uh, if I send this message out on the telephone, just send me back a message by that number. And my email address is lowercase r-e-v-w-m-w-w-o-o-d-s at gmail.com. You can look on my podcast. Uh, the, the, all of my messages are there. Is lowercase church of the Galilean all run together dot com and uh, church of the Galilean dot com. And, and if you wanted to get a hold of me, you know, by writing me a letter, it's uh, box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona 86029. God bless you. I'll be praying for you this week.